Today on Locked On Canadians, it is a special holiday edition of the three up, three down. Who's trending up? Who's trending down? A quick word on the World Juniors, as well as the lineup changes that Martin St. Louis tried on Friday night. That's all happening on today's Locked On Canadians. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 753 of Locked On Canadians. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Please subscribe, tell your friends. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick, and I am without Scott Matlove, Habs Eyes on the Prize. He is currently unable to get home because there's a travel advisory. He's not allowed to drive home. Um, So I am solo tonight, and I have to apologize because I was supposed to do a solo mailbag on uh, Thursday night for Friday morning, and I was not feeling well, and there were some technical issues, so I wasn't able to stay awake in time for the technical issues to be resolved uh, for our service provider. I ended up falling asleep, and I'm so, so sorry I was not feeling well, but uh, I do apologize. The mailbag will be uh, tomorrow's episode. It'll be the Wednesday episode this week. I may or may not have a special guest. We're trying to figure that out. Uh, In the meantime, I do have to say, again, I'm sorry, I hope that all of you who are celebrating holidays had wonderful holidays. You were able to see your family and your friends. Today's episode is going to be very short. As you can tell, I am in holiday mode. I have my my house coat on. It's going to be casual. It's going to be short. And just so you know, we are going to go a little bit off, off topic in the three down Uh, So just be warned, uh, but I will try my best to stick to the topic at hand for the rest of this episode. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is obviously not just Friday's game, but kind of a trend that is concerning for the Montreal Canadiens. Obviously, the Habs were able to score a couple goals on Dallas before they ended up losing the game. And this has not been the first time that they do this. Like there's the Canadians kind of have a tendency to either let in a bunch of goals at the beginning or at least two goals at the beginning of the game. Or they score a few goals and then they end up losing the lead and losing the game. So this is happening on and off. It's not necessarily surprising because this is a team in the rebuild and it is very, 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 very evident. There are a lot of players on this team that aren't going to be there. But as Scott put it last week, some of them are passengers. And I think Martin St. Louis tried to get something going in the last game when he broke up the lines, when he split up the lines, and obviously he split up Suzuki Duck and, and, and Nick Suzuki, but he also tried to get Jonathan Drouin and Joel Armia going, and or Yoel Armia going, and it didn't really work. I mean, it was an experiment. So I don't know for us, like, should we see this as a good thing in that Martin St. Louis is trying new things in response to poor play or stagnant play or a lack of, you know, a lack of offense, whatever's going on. Like, obviously we know the team's struggling right now. So is this him thinking outside the box and trying to do things to get things going? Like, I do think that we do need to offer him points for creativity, but at the same time, it shows that, you know, the other flip side of this is, should we just see this as a team with a lack of talent? Like, I think, 
it's, it's the two questions we have to ask ourselves. Kind of each one is the answer to the other question. Martin St. Louis is doing his best, but he has very little option. And at the same time, the lack of personnel does not give him too much of an opportunity to change up too many things at once. Now, I think that the lack of offense is not necessarily the only problem. We know that there's really only one line going unless like in the last game, somebody like Michael Pizzetta has a really hot game and he's, he gets going. It's happened a couple of times with, you know, with um, Mike Hoffman where like they'll generate the offense uh, when Sean Monaghan wasn't injured, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll take part in it. But for the most part, this team's offense really runs through the Kirby Dock. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield line. And when you break those people up, you're not necessarily getting the other players you put on their lines going. And that's an issue. Like that points to me to a serious lack of talent. So lack of offense is a problem. Lack of options in terms of personnel and talent is another problem. But I also think that the defense is something that we're not paying enough attention to. I mean, we do talk about how this team's defense is a question mark, blah, blah, blah. But those defensive collapses, like it's everybody, right? It's not just the defense, the, the players. It's not just, you know, Jake Allen's having rough nights sometimes. Samuel Montembo's once in a while letting in a massive stinker. But team defense as a whole, and that also points to a lack of talent because there are so many players on this team that – aren't you cannot consider no, so many players on the offense that you cannot consider as somebody you can rely on to take part in the defense and I think that overall is an issue now like it's not news that they're in a tanking season it's not news that the Habs need help it's not news that there's a bunch of veterans on this team that are gonna just not be there anymore either, whether it's after the trade deadline in March or in the offseason they're gonna disappear but while they're here, they can't just be passengers, right? Like Jonathan Duran has had moments of playing well and his underlying numbers are actually really good, but he's not contributing. He's not contributing. And it's the same thing with Dodonov, right? He's not contributing. Actually, a lot of our mailback questions for tomorrow are about Dodonov, not, you know, not contributing anything, like not adding anything to this team. And then you had Sean Monaghan, which was providing a spark it was providing some creativity it was like contributing a little bit to the offense and making people on his line better and he's injured so I think it's gonna be a little bit rough for the next little while because until they get rid of some of these players they can't call up some younger players or some prospects in their system that they'd want to maybe give a cup of coffee to we're going to talk about that in our uh, final segment because there's some there's some players that that deserve a look on this team and I think, uh, sorry, on, in the system. And they're not getting an opportunity now because there's too many people clogging. Even when the Habs are like decimated by injuries, the options that they have are not good. Like you really need to be getting rid of a bunch of these veterans, whether or not you're getting too much in return for them. I think at this point for a lot of them, if you're not trading them away for future considerations, if you're getting any assets back, it's good. And and I've kind of changed my tune on that. Like I always thought that Kent Hughes should just hold out until the market corrects itself to where he wants it to be. I don't think that anymore. I think at this point, if you want to gain anything from this season, you need your younger players, your players in the system, guys you can call up from Laval. You need them to get the opportunity to learn at the NHL level because otherwise this season is a wash. Unless you really truly get and you wait a little bit longer, the market corrects itself and you really truly do get assets for those players that you want to trade away. 
I think that at this point, maybe trade one or two away, maybe not all of them, but there's some players that are generating interest. There's a lot of players that are in talk, like that, that you hear in talks like Edmondson, for example, uh, somebody like Josh Anderson, there's always a market for a giant guy that can sometimes score, you know, that can barrel towards the opponent's goalie. Those are the kinds of players that are still in demand. So you might not get maybe a first and a prospect like you were able to do in the previous trade deadline. You get a draft pick, like high enough draft pick. I think it's worth it. So while I used to think that Kent Hughes should hold out until he gets the price that he wants for these players, I think it's worth it to trade one or two away. We know there's so many players on this team that are up on the trading block, but I think it's time to get something moving. And I know he's always working the phones and I know he's set a pretty high standard for what he wants for some of these players. But I think to shake things up, I don't necessarily think he should compromise too much. You don't want to give the rest of the league the impression that these players are available for free or very little but you want to get something and it's better than letting them walk away in free agency for nothing you really need to clear those lineup spots for these younger players in the system that could be getting an opportunity in the meantime it's not monday it's tuesday but it is monday while i'm recording this it is time it's the first episode of the week so it is time for our three up and three down and i'm going to start with the three down in our next segment but first, today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I know you do because you're listening to this one, you're even going to find those at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And as you know, for us, the game starts at the beginning of the week with our three up and three down. And we usually like to start with our three down so we can end the episode on a high note. So my first three down today, it's got to be Team Canada. Team Canada losing to Czech. The thing is, Czech is a good team. It's not that. It's not the losing that bothers me. It's the fact that not only did they not take Owen Beck, which I'm not forgiving them for, the team as a whole tonight, like they lost, they deserved that loss because there was a lot of talk that Team Canada lost because they were trying to be too cute, trying too many Michigans, this, the goalie song or whatever. That's not the reason that they lost. They lost because they were undisciplined. They lost because they made bad decisions. And, and I don't mean leaving Owen Beck off the roster. I mean, they made bad decisions in the game. They did not, they did not capitalize on opportunities. Like that's what I would say about this game is that they really, obviously, like I said, Czechia is really good. Goaltender is amazing. The Canadian, like the Canadian team just didn't have a good game. Like they just did not play well. They literally passed up too many opportunities to take control of the game, to score, to, to give each other opportunities to score. That was another one as well. It's not just what they did. Like they literally just shot themselves in the foot. Like that was a game that they could have won. They could have won it. And it wasn't one of those, you know, like, oh, Team Canada is going to like rack up like, you know, eight goals on against two goals or whatever. It wasn't one of those situations, right? They are playing a formidable team, but they just not good. Not good. So not only were they on our list for not taking Owen Beck, 
they're also on our list now for not playing well when they're giving the opportunity to play well. They should have they should have been a lot like the game should have been tighter. They should have been a lot more disciplined. They should have not lost their heads and they should have made smart decisions by literally just capitalizing on the right opportunities. That's all they had to do. And they weren't able to do that. So it's not because they were trying to be too cute or too, too skilled or whatever. Yes, that is like, that's something that you have the opportunity to do when you have control of the game, but you let the game slip away from you. So that's one of our downs for this week. Another one of our downs, and this one makes me feel really, really bad because it's, he's not playing badly. But he's trending downwards. And that is Nick Suzuki. It's not anything where like he sucks or anything like that. We just we literally had an entire episode last week when we talked about how good he was and how underrated he was. He's just kind of slipping. He's just not his regular self. And I think that kind of happens when you're relied on to do too much. Also, obviously, it doesn't help that the Cole Caulfield was taken away from him. Uh, that duo being split up isn't isn't a great sign. But I think that he, he'll get it back. It's just that he's trending downwards. So that to me is like another down. Uh, sort of an honorable or dishonorable mention is also uh, Jake Allen's kind of trending down. Even though I still think he's trying his best. He's playing well in general. He got his game back after losing it. It's just he's trending downwards. He's not bad or anything. He's just trending downwards. So that's a dishonorable mention. And our final down, and this is where I go a little bit off topic, um, goes to one Sean M. Gentilly of the athletic and um i honestly like I'll, it's a quick story time so last week it was the middle of the, i woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and i had a message from armando from a locked on florida panther saying hey you got a mention on the athletic hockey show now the athletic hockey show is a big deal i thought armando might have been mistaken and i was like there's no way right like not that like you know this show like Thanks to all of you. It's got great reach in Montreal. But I was like, why would I get a mention on the athletic hockey show? And he said today. So I looked up the latest episode and it was the Tuesday edition with Sean Gentilly and Craig Custance. And they have, they read the comments, which is their version of the mailbag. And somebody said that they needed beef with a podcast. And for whatever reason, Sean decides that he's going to pick on Locked On Canadians. And he brought my name up and he said, Laura Saba, you're on notice. And here's the thing. We're a little show. We're a little show that could, but we're a little show. Um, so kind of don't bully us. You're a big deal. Also, I'm going to leave Craig out of this because he said nothing. He's always been perfectly nice to me. Also, that episode was really good. Actually, it was a great interview. It was a fantastic episode up until the very end where Sean decides to pick on me. So I just want to say something is I'm out here always talking about how great Sean is, always talking about what a good friend he is. And I would fight to the ends of the earth for him. And he's decided now that I'm going to be his nemesis. So I'm just going to say bring it. And you don't want to tangle with me because one, I know where you live. Two, I know what Craig was referring to at the top of that episode. And three, I know your real height. So lay off. All right, that's our three down. So we're going to talk about our three up. And that's coming up in just one moment here on Locked On Canadians. All right. Let's talk about our three up. And I promise this would be a short episode, so I won't go too, too long. But I would like to talk about Owen Beck again. Uh, it's a common theme. We brought up Owen Beck a lot in recent weeks. He's one of our three up all the time. Uh, and it, it, I think it's his revenge tour. You know, Team Canada today was struggling to win face-offs. 
And oh, and Beck was lighting it up in Mississauga. I think that kind of speaks for itself. You know, he's one of Locked On Canadians' favorite prospects. You know that he's got a really high ceiling. He's got a high floor, but he's also got a really high ceiling. And I just, I really love the way that he's responding to everything, right? He was picked, obviously, in the second round, but he could have been a first rounder, right? He was a great, he was a really smart pick for the Montreal Canadiens because of that high floor. But then he came into camp and he really tore it up and he really solidified his chance to make the team next year. He could literally make the NHL uh, next year. Again, I don't want to rush or like, you know, have too high expectations of a prospect that we have admittedly been overhyping on this, on this show. But the way that he's responded last year, they talked about his lack of production. So this year, all he's been doing is producing. He got cut from Team Canada and he didn't sulk for even a moment. All he's been doing is tearing it up and proving to them what a bad decision that was. Uh, so Owen Beck, as always, one of our three up. I also want to uh, mention Lane Hudson. And I think Lane Hudson is another one of those Owen Beck. So he's kind of our honorary mention here for this week. Um, again, he's doing pretty much the same thing he's always doing. He's kind of really forcing Team USA's hands. He, he's 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 so phenomenal. He's so, so good. And again, like I hope that what he learns in the NCAA, what he learns in the World Juniors now, it's going to translate to uh, an opportunity to make the NHL. Like I still think that the undersized thing is going to be a problem. Uh, for reputation and and for you know kind of the negative connotations that are attached to short players even in today's NHL but I think that he's skilled enough and he's doing enough to kind of put himself into that conversation obviously the Canadians are going to have to be patient with him and I just I think he's he's tearing it up so much that and he's being consistent throughout the NCAA season he has been consistent so I think he's really worth kind of keeping in the conversation. And I think even if he doesn't grow those two inches or whatever it is that he uh, he said that he could still grow, I think he's still going to be an NHL player. I think he's going to be a productive NHL player. And it's going to be his line mate that really determines like what the Canadians are going to be able to get out of him and also what situations they choose to play him in. So he's obviously one of our ups. Uh, and then another one of my ups this week is just going to be Anthony Richard because... He got called up. He made the most of the opportunity. He got a goal. You know, great for the kid. Uh, Scott had him in his three up in the last couple of weeks until the Canadians finally called him up and played him in the lineup. And, you know, he did the most with that opportunity. Like, you you can't ask for more uh, from him. So that's another one of my ups. And then finally, my third up is going to be Kirby Doc because I think even with splitting up that line, Kirby Doc still was able to kind of show how important he is to the Canadians. I don't know if that's making sense, but he's really been a contributor. And I think, I think even though that line has kind of faltered and then obviously ended up getting split up, which I hope Martin St. Louis brings them back together because that's literally the only line that has anything going for it at this point. I still think that Kirby Doc is really showing his skill and showing what Kent Hughes saw in him when he decided to trade for him. So he's going to stay on my up list. And then 
because it's Boxing Day when I'm recording this, like the holidays, we are getting to the end of the year. We're going to have another mailbag episode. We might do, you know, have some moments of the year. So I'm going to ask all of you, can you share with us whether you do it on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians or you email us at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com or you leave it in the YouTube comments like your 2022 Habs moments. I think it's safe to say that winning the the draft lottery and then picking first overall and making a surprising choice to some uh, with that first overall pick. I think that that's definitely in everyone's sort of minds is one of the big moments in Canada. It's, it, it might turn out to be one of the big moments in Canadians history. Like, it, you know, obviously in this year it was probably the biggest moment, but share with us, like, even if it's just a personal moment, maybe you went to a game with your kid or your father or your, you know, uh, your, your, your parent or something like that. Like, you know, tell us what your big moments were halves related for the 2022 year and we'll talk about them on our last episode of this year in the meantime i want to wish everybody a good week i will be back tomorrow with the mailbag possibly with a guest i'm not sure i'm gonna try my best if not it's gonna be me solo again and not in my house coat this time this is really like i'm still in holiday mode but we have to produce episodes so um this is this is where i'm at uh but in the meantime I'm just going to say, I just listed off all the ways you can contact us. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, uh, as well as on YouTube. You can also uh, just click that bell so that you get notified anytime we have a new episode up. Actually, Scott and I had a, an episode planned, a really fun episode planned that I hope we're going to be able to do, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get home anytime this week. Uh, so we're going to do that as soon as possible. It will be a special holiday drop. Uh, and obviously we're going to be back for the rest of this week. Uh, we are not taking any more days off. Uh, and, um, next week we might, uh, skip the Monday episode possibly because we don't want to be recording on New Year's day, but, uh, we will see you tomorrow as always. Thank you so much for listening.